Adrian Fedini here from Transformation. Welcome to Transformational Podcast for maintenance-based tradies across Australia. We are very lucky. We're joined by Mark Young from Reese. Mark and I have been mates for around 10 years. Um, I've actually got Mark in the studio today, so it's great to have somebody uh, in here in person rather than across the internet waves, which is still nice, but it's lovely to have him next to us. Mark is the operations leader for New South Wales of Reese Group, Australia's largest plumbing and bathroom supplies business with over 800 branches across Australia, New Zealand and the US. More than 5,000 employees. Mark has been with Reese for 15 years, having first started the company as an inward goods storeman at Waterloo branch and working his way up through various management roles from there. He even did a three and a half year stint in Reese, New Zealand as a regional leader of Auckland. Beyond plumbing, Reese services, uh, Reese services a large range of trades through the numerous business units, including waterworks, irrigation and pools, HVAC and refrigeration, heating and cooling, bathroom life and commercial works. Most importantly, Reese pride themselves as a people and customer centric business that focus on promoting within, from within to shape the leaders of the future and creating customers for life. I love that customers for life, Mark. Welcome to the microphone. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Adrian. Great to be here and um, yeah, great way to start the week. Yeah, absolutely. It's Monday morning and we're very excited. Obviously, this is going to get air a little bit later, but um, we're in here in all chipper. We've had a, a bit of a catch up and it, it's great to see what's happening around our, both our lives and also to our industry. So, mate, I want to start, uh, jump right in and get into our opening question. Tell us about your journey, mate, and how you got to today. Like, I've known you for 10 years. I, I, I'm pretty sure we met at Waterloo. Yep. Um, um, my memory is getting dodgier as we get <laughs> older, but I'm, I was... 99.9% sure that was the case. Um, tell us tell us about your journey and how you got to where you are today, mate. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. So, yeah, that was 15 years ago. So, look, um, before I got there, so I've been with Reese for 15 years, most of my adult life. So I left school and did six months under, as a plumber's labourer. Um, and then that role came to an end. I now actually uh, moved to the Gold Coast and I was working on a soil testing drilling rig. Uh, which is very different and probably realised that whilst uh, I didn't mind that job, manual labour probably wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, long story short, uh, a fellow that I was working with up there on the Gold Coast, he knew someone who worked on the counter at Reese. Right. Um, didn't really know Reese too well then, but yep. I had been into a plumbing merchant before with my previous role. Um, so drove back down from Sydney after 18 months on the Gold Coast, had an interview at Reese Waterloo and, um, started a couple of days later. So was yeah. that was that with Jim? No, that was with a guy, Jason Cohen. Uh, right, no longer with us, but yeah. he, um, yeah, he started. And Craig Rawlings at the time offered me my job. And yeah, lovely. Yeah, so then I went went on to I did about a month in the England's Goods there, um, and then was thrown into the deep end on the counter at Waterloo. So Waterloo's, I think it'd be our busiest store in Australia. It would be, wouldn't um, it? Yeah. yeah, and that's where I met yeah. yourself, Adrian. And, yeah. 
with your previous business, Plummet of the Rescue. And um, so, yeah. so that would have been more than 10 years ago then. So I've just clocked up my 15 years. So that's when yeah, I would have right, met you, 15 right. years ago, wow. 2005. Um, yeah, so I did, yep. I did five years at Waterloo and worked my way up to be plumbing manager there underneath the regional manager and then got uh, a branch out at Lewisham on Parramatta yep. Road there. And uh, that was a great experience. I got to build the, the store up there and we built a pretty hefty team there um, and grew the business. And then we I was there for about four years and then did a regional leader role out in the Parramatta area. Right. So I kept getting further from home. Yep. Um, every role I got with Reese, And then on a Friday night, I, I got a phone call to go over to New Zealand. Um, at the time, we had an 18-month-old boy. Um, and when I, by the time I got home, uh, after a phone call to the wife, she was committed. She was ready to go. Yeah, so awesome. we ended up packing up our stuff and uh, we saw that as a great opportunity to go over and experience something new for the family. So we went yeah. there. I'd love to know a little bit more. Um, NZ's always fascinated me. I've never been there myself, which is, um, uh, I think, a faux pas on my behalf. I think I should get there as, so if this travel bubble opens up. But tell us about your experience of um, taking a young family overseas, working in another country, and um, also to the Kiwi culture as well. That'd be fascinating. Yeah, so, um, well, it was fascinating and probably I took it for granted the, the differences. They were subtle but big. Yep. So we, uh, yeah, when we moved over there, initially with the young family, probably harder than what we were anticipating it to be, um, but also building a business in its infancy. So Reese had only been there for about eight years. So right. um, you were pretty used to Reese being a household name over here, particularly yep. with the block and so on. Um, but, you know, really understanding that I had to preserve the past, but also uh, accelerate for the future, mm -hmm. but then keeping one eye on the business and one eye at home. Um, but look, once we got settled, which took longer than we thought, it was a fantastic experience to see another country, um, witness another culture, but also the differences in the plumbing industry over yeah. there where... Uh, a lot of it was the same. You felt like you were going into a restore, but the first thing I noticed, you walked in, every single plumber was down the aisles. Right. So I sort of thought, geez, what's happening down here? Like, uh, um, I said, guys, are these guys, you know, do they always do this? And they said, yeah, like, the guys just pick their own gear. So, but what you realise, it created a real community in every branch. The guys knew their customers. So obviously a bit different at the moment. We've got the barriers up over yep. there as well with the social distancing. Um, yeah, but it was good and it was good to reflecting on it. I learned so much because you take for granted what's done for you over here as a race employee from yeah. in the Australian um, business and to build something from an infancy uh, point of view was really exciting and we had to build a great team. So I think when I left, we had about 100 staff over there uh, and this was after three and a half years and I'd uh, sat in on interviews for 85 of them. Right. So we wow. had to really build the team for the yeah. future. And the thing I miss most about that place are the people, definitely. And, yeah. and the customers I met over there were, were really good. Auckland's sort of like a big country town compared yeah. to Sydney. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was a great experience. Can't wait to get back over there and, and catch up with the Reese people and some key customers that I've got friends with over there, but also... Uh, we came back with four kids, so we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had three Kiwis. Uh, we got three kids with Kiwi passports, so we didn't get a chance to travel as much as we liked over there through the country, so we'll be definitely doing that. Lovely. Um, something I remember you talking to me about, um, about New Zealand, um, I guess, uh, method was something about the hot water too, and basically that there's different uh, kind of 
uh, expectations in margins and whatnot. Yeah, and then, of course. Yeah. yeah. So definitely from a small to medium maintenance plumber, the opportunity for markups unbelievable compared to Australia. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Uh, there's probably not as much pressure on the retail pricing from the big box yeah. hardware stores yep. is one thing. Um, so yeah, the guys enjoyed some really uh, good markup on product. But then there was other things that... Um, you know, probably the early rate was a bit lower as yeah, well. Yeah, right. But, um, so it kind of came out in the water. Yeah, and the other big difference that uh, was like the licensing over there. So it's not just you, right. you don't get your plumber's ticket, then your license. It, you have to get a drain layer ticket, a plumbing ticket, uh, a gas certifying ticket. So they did CPD points over there. Right. So it was very much a focus on the upskilling each year. Of the, right. The Keep, keeping your, your hand and your eye in and so on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And knowing the new trends and the safety aspect. And that does not yeah. surprise me about New Zealand. I've actually heard that um, New Zealand is very much a testing ground for AS3500 if they've got a new product or something that they want to bring out. I don't know if this is true, by the way, but um, I usually pick up these weird bits of data <laughs> and fact that I tend, 99% of the time I tend, my wife, Nadia laughs because I end up being correct. <laughs> But um, I can't remember where I picked up this information, but they test products, they test stuff out in the New Zealand marketplace because it's manageable and small when it comes to anything new in AS3500. That's the plumbing code for, for plum, uh, so the national code for Australia and New Zealand for plumbers. And they see if the product works in that environment mm. and then they roll it out to Australia. Yeah, there's some differences you wouldn't even think about, like the LPG makeup in the uh, LPG gas is different yep. to what it is here. Right, right. Yeah, so the mix so of the gas. Things like that. So right. if you're going to just release a hot water unit, there's things to remember Got there. It. But, uh, you know, the pressure's very different for the water. But the other big difference I noticed straight away was their um, ability to adapt to technology in the trades. So yep. job management was starting to make some trends here in us. I went in 2014. When I went there, it was, you know, it was there. Everyone was on it, so I need to get my head around that really quickly. And there was a program, um, Fergus, which guys will probably know of. So Dan Pollard, I met him when I first got there, and that was a real eye-opener to see, geez, this is a difference in the market in New Zealand. Mm. These guys are digital adopted. I think Zero's from New Zealand. Yeah, these two. So they're definitely punch above their weight as a country. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome, mate. Okay, so look, that's great. Gives us an idea of um, not only how you got to where today, um, uh, sorry, where you are today, but also to a little bit about your time over uh, in NZ. Um, so when you came back from NZ, um, you came back to Sydney? Um, yep. Yeah, came back to Sydney as the New South Wales operations leader. So we, we were planning to be there a bit longer, to be honest, um, but Reese had a few things on the boil here. Um, we had purchased a business called Vidux, which sits under our waterworks uh, business. And then we had, we've, we've bought into America now. So that was yep. on the cards for the future. So yeah, there was just a moment in time where, yeah, there was a fair bit of movement and I got an opportunity to come home quicker, which was great for the family, but yeah, premature definitely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So mate, some of the highlights I picked up in that um, little dialogue there is you sat on interviews for 85 of a hundred staff, which first mm. of all, that in itself is huge, but Tell me more about, like, I know Reese has this big culture about investing in their existing people. They hardly ever recruit from um, outside. They, they make sure they in, uh, recruit from internal uh, means. Tell me, you want to talk to that point for a bit? Yep. So, and look, no doubt your listeners have had uh, some something to do with Reese over the journey, if they're in, especially if they're in the plumbing industry. And yeah, so our philosophy, our philosophy since the start has been to recruit 
from within, uh, promote from within and recruit for attitude, not experience. Yep. Now, I know that can be frustrating at times for the tradespeople because we've got people coming into the branches that have got zero plumbing experience. So they don't know what a 450 flexi hose is mm. or, but you know, we believe we can fast track that learning uh, as good as to the best of our ability, but you can't do that without a good attitude. Yep. And we get it, don't get me wrong, we get it wrong over the years. You're always going to have... <laughs> You're always going to have issues with recruiting where you've, you thought you got someone that was going to be really good and it hasn't worked out. Um, but yeah, we firmly believe that as long as the attitude is there and someone wants the career progression, well, we can build that. Like we can definitely, um, yeah, build, build a career for someone. And uh, so if, if the guys have got a relationship who are listening with a branch manager, pretty much they started as yep. a driver or inwards goods like myself. Yep. So everyone I did love that, that journey. Yep. And um, it's really important for my role because if I go into a branch some days, they're under the pump because we're in a very reactive, busy mm. industry. You jump on the counter. Yeah, yeah. I can help you inwards goods. I, I can do it. a delivery if you like. So mm. um, I think the staff really appreciate that. Uh, so where needed, you can help out. One of the things I love most is getting in there and serving customers. So mm. yeah, um, trying to learn what all the new products are as they come out every year is a bit of a challenge. But the philosophy for us is to look long term. Yep. So don't don't just do a short term fix for recruitment. Yep. Yep. Very rarely. Never works, does work. it? Never works. Um, so and you know, can this person run a branch one day? Yep. When you're sitting in front of them in the interview, can a person run a branch that in one day? And if I suppose for the plumbers, like, could this person? Uh, run this business with me. Yep. So, or could they? Yeah, absolutely. If, you, if you're, you're a plumber, fridgy, etc., listening to this um, podcast today. And what? Yeah, and one thing great, that's yeah, always talk. worked for us is, and I know you use disc. Mm. So, like, we're, we've got branches. The guys spend a lot of time with each other. So, it's. I know a lot of the managers will look. Okay, do I have a lot of guys above the wheel? Do I need someone that's below the, yep. the yep, wheel yep. to balance out the yep. team? But I suppose the the golden rule I always have is like just list three things that you want out of your next recruit. Yep. You know, is it career progression? Because sometimes we do need guys that just want to be a driver. Too, yep. Because kind of everyone wanting to run the shop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Too many chiefs. You need those, <laughs> those soldiers that, you know, yep. that just want to come in, yep. do the job, no fuss. So, but you list those three things and don't waver. Yep. So unless that person meets those three criteria, just be patient. Mm -hmm. And I know that's hard because... You've got jobs coming through. Yep. If you're a plumber, you, you need to service your customers, but you run the risk of creating more damage. Oh, and, and I've seen it to me. I've even done it myself in the early days, but you, 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 I'm, I'm pumped with work. Work's coming through thick and fast. You're not right, but you'll do. And then it always ends up costing you more time, more money, more pain, your reputation potentially if they, if they do a bad job or mm. upset a customer. It just never, ever works. The short-term fix... More headaches. Yeah, it always becomes more headaches. I want to just talk to a point there. I think there's another, and I'm not sure if you're going to mention this, there's another psychological aspect to that, which I think is phenomenal. If you can, if you can say, for, exactly, for example, from your, uh, from your story, I started at entry level. Now I'm the New South Wales operational leader. If I can do that, that means anyone else has the opportunity to do that as well. Definitely. So that yeah. sets up such a beautiful psychology. This is not just a job. This is a career. Yeah. And I strongly advise my plumbers, my electricians, my fridges listening today, how do you present that career path for your, uh, for your staff? Okay. It might, it might not be as, as, as um, long as, or as, as big as something inside a race organization, 
but it could be um, from an apprentice to a tradie to a senior tradie to maybe someone that focuses on sales, maybe they focus on estimating, maybe whatever that may be relating back to your in- so your business. How do you show someone that there is an opportunity to go from point A to point Z? So yeah, yeah, I think well, for some of our customers and the beauty of uh, my role, you get to what I've noticed over the years. That I suppose the higher up your role gets, probably the better conversations you can have on a personal level with customers around their yeah. business. And uh, quite often you're having good conversations where someone's got a really good tradesman, and I think it's becoming more common now where guys go, "Well, I might give this guy a bit of a share in the business to mm. keep him because." Mm. There's no way I want this guy going out and being yeah. a competitor. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think there's that definitely. And look, the, the number one thing is making sure that you provide the upskilling. So I know it's a tough one because you think, well, if I upskill this person, they could go and work for my opposition <laughs> or start, you know, in plumbing terms, they could go and open a, a new business and be my competition. But I don't think you should ever let that get in yeah. the way of investing in someone because um you know the risk is you don't invest in them and they stay and they create more issues yep. so 100%. if someone's got the good um attitude and they want want the time put into them we'll just do it yeah right? because it's going to pay off of course i'm biased we're in a training and coaching organization but like if you're not investing in your team you as a company are not going to be able to reap the rewards of being number one. And we say this all the time. We congratulate everyone that comes on our courses every single week. We say congratulations because everyone wants the spoils of being number one. Everyone wants the profit of being number one, but yet a 90%, not all, but 90% are not prepared to invest the time, the money and the effort because it takes a lot of effort into their team members. So it's, it's a huge part. And I think, yeah, time is money for um, our customers because, you know, if they are taking someone away for two hours each week, that's two hours they could be doing jobs. Yeah, not, not only the cost of the investment of the training, um, it's also to the non-income yeah. producing time as well. Yeah, and I, I think just, um, you know, as, as our branch, sometimes our branches, we might open a new branch. We've got Menai opening currently. So yep. that's going to start as a pretty small branch, but there's no doubt that'll grow. Yep. Um, and I see it within our own teams, like the ability for the manager to change uh, their approach and make sure that they're developing a team under them to help. Um, I see that in the trade businesses as well, where uh, a, a guy who's got four plumbers mm-hmm. goes to 15, mm-hmm. but he's doing the same role. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and working knowing, twice as hard. Yeah, knowing that critical point where you probably need someone to come in and, you know, run the guys for you, or you might need two, you might have a maintenance arm, or so knowing where that you got to start building up the layers to, yeah. to, for you to keep keep growing that team or have a better balance in your life. It's a question we often talk about with our um, coaching clients is who is your next leader? Who's your next leader yeah. coming through the ranks? Yeah. Right. Even if they don't know it yet themselves. And usually the guys that are saying that I want to be the boss may not necessarily be the right ones. They, they can be, but it's, it's, it's hard to generalize when you're not seeing them face to face. It's usually the guys that are quite competent. They're, they're humble. They're quiet. They want to lead by action and not necessarily by title. And I find that as, yeah, it's very important. Um, Mark, let's, um, I want to hear recruiting. Long, I'm just looking at my notes here. Recruiting long-term. Okay, now, attitude. I think we're getting close to the end of episode one. Mate, is there any final comments? We're doing this again over a couple of episodes. So, Mark, is there anything you want to say? We've got to know a little bit about yourself. We understood yeah. about your, your journey and, and Zed and what it was like to, um, to grow that 
in a, a grow Reese in another country and also sit on 85 interviews, which I think is massive. We're talking about attitude versus experience. A lot of good points. Any final closing comments you want to say for episode one? Um, probably just more in that, you know, recruiting long-term investing in your team. Like, um, just remembering the mentoring and the coaching, and that's a part of the time. And sometimes that could just be a half-hour phone call every week, um, just to no agenda, but to actually share your lived experiences. Also be transparent and vulnerable. So letting the guys in and, you know, understand they some guys might not want to know how the business is performing, but a lot do. They mm-hmm. take a lot out of it. And, um, and if they're not really interested, maybe it's a question, are they a culture fit too? Yeah. And, I'm a big believer of this. Have fun, celebrate wins. Yep. Um, the team needs to know when things are going well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and take the time to you know even if they're a minor victory to celebrate it, uh, catch up for a brekkie for it, or um, yeah, share that with the guys. I think they make some big difference. Take, yeah, they take a lot out. But of yeah, that. people think oh look, I've got to pay them more money. No, it's not always the case. Sometimes that might be the case, but majority of the time, guys want acknowledgement. They want to feel like they're part of a winning team. Winning team. Yeah, and if, if I feel like I'm on the winning team, that can be sometimes enough for me to make sure that I'm feeling good and, and valued and respected. Definitely. Mate, I can't thank you enough. Um, I'm looking forward to episode two. Um, we're going to be jumping into culture and also to touching more on mentoring and career development. Um, mate, thank you so much for coming along for uh, episode one. Um, no age. Thanks for having me and look forward to episode two. Mate, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Transformational. Join us for part two as Mark talks about the importance of good culture in your trades business. To find out more about Reese Plumbing Australia or to locate your local Reese Plumbing branch, head to reese.com.au. That's all for today, folks. See you on the next episode. This podcast is brought to you by Transformational, helping tradies across Australia and the world with sales, marketing, and operations for your maintenance business. To find out more about our programs, email us today at learn at transformation.com.au. That's learn at transformation.com.au. Have a great day and see you on the next episode.